Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Good afternoon. This is Charles Kelly of Money Tips. Welcome to another edition as we could be facing possible food shortages and even wartime style rationing as this war in Russia continues and and Ukraine. We know that Ukraine and Russia supply most of the wheat to the world as well as oil. And and this this war is forcing up the prices of everything from oil and gas to to fertilizer chemicals and and the price of wheat. It, It is causing real uh, poverty in some some areas of the world already, and and you know we know that we've already had problems in the last couple of years of supply chain shortages in China, shipping container prices going through the roof, and in in addition we we've had this money creation from governments that have forced inflation up to highs that we've not seen for the last thirty and in America forty years. Inflation is seven percent here, the official inflation rate anyway, and over eight percent in America. But we know that inflation is in reality is much higher based on the goods that you and I buy. I don't, I don't know where they get these figures from, but um, some some commentators have said that if they measured inflation the way they did in the 1980s, inflation would now be at seventeen percent. That that's in 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 America. So we we are uh, facing a crisis farmers are warning of a food shortage uh, because they can see they can see the supply chain ahead um, and in fact um, you know we, we, we even see things disappearing off the shelf cooking oil for instance you know I, I had a look in the super I saw this empty shelf and a sign saying um, you know we're due to a shortage we're limiting purchases of this to so many per, per person uh, to stop people you know bulk buying um, but that, that that's becoming a problem and, and it also the price has just gone up you know rocketed I, I don't even know what the price rises because they keep changing the size of packaging you know they they reduce the packaging and keep the price about the same and you suddenly realize well, this is not a kilo this is you know 0.75 and and it's it's even more expensive than a kilo was and that that's that's on things like pasta as well so we, we are facing a real crisis and you know last week the un advised that over 34 36 countries depend on Russia for half of their wheat imports. And in fact, I said last week that the UN Secretary General, uh, Antonio Guterres, said, look, wheat's up uh, 50%. He said oil and gas 60%, natural gas uh, 50%, fertilizer up 100%. You know, there are different takes on this and, and actually how much they've gone up by, but the National Farmers Union have weighed in. Now, they are the union for the farmers in the, in the UK. And they say Ukraine is a major supplier of wheat, barley, maize, uh, oil seeds, uh, particularly sunflower oil and meal. Um, and, and the global market for, for meeting the needs is, is estimated at 400 million people depend on this worldwide. So the interruption of that supply with the closure of the Black Sea uh, is is hitting countries in North Africa hardest. But it, it, it's having a knock on effect for everyone. And, you know, it's all very well to say, let's smash Russia, let's destroy their economy and go in all gung ho like Biden and Boris. You know, but that's we are, in effect, shooting our own selves in the foot. And it's not them who will pay for it. It's you and I. It's the consumers. 
you know it's it's the ordinary people that will pay for this in in higher costs and higher taxes to pay for all these their mistakes and and meanwhile russia can sit back they've got massive reserves massive uh, reserves of gold and oil and they don't have much debt like like the western economies do so i think he's calculated this like a chess player uh, several moves ahead and he knows that he can ride this out. And eventually, you know, we're going to have to uh, reverse some of these these gung-ho policies. Now, other European countries and other European leaders have got a bit easier on, on, on this because they know that, uh, I mean, Germany depends on nearly half of its, uh, on Russia for nearly half of its gas and oil. So, you know, how long can, can that go on? So, you know, I know that we're talking about uh, ending dependency on, on Russia uh, for, 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 for fuel and heating and that sort of thing. They're talking about wind power, which is, is, is not going to solve the problem. I know that the, the minister announced that the building of uh, a number of new nuclear power stations, uh, but they take several years to build. And in any case, where do we get uranium from? You know, that, that's, we don't make it here in the UK. We're still going to depend on someone to import that, that uranium. Uh, which is needed for nuclear power, obviously. So the, the NFU has warned us an, in an acceleration and in the rise of commodity prices. You talked about global commodity prices. I'll put it all on the blog here. Uh, but, you know, the last 18 months, they said wheat prices have gone up nearly 110%. That's over 18 months. Maize and vegetable oil are up 140%. Maize and vegetable oil, 140%. No wonder uh, prices have gone up on, on the supermarket. Soya been up uh, 90%. And this is this is not just because of the conflict, by the way. This has been happening for, for the last couple of years. I've been warning about this. I've been telling people to stock up on the on you know non-perishable food items. Um, so it, it it really is is a big a big deal. But if the price of wheat has soared by seventy percent since the invasion. That's that's the National Farmers Union uh, own figures. So have a look at my blog. You, you'll see all the figures down there. But I I believe that signs of poverty have already been seen in wealthy countries like the UK, uh, which, you know, we're seeing that, um, you know, people are more turning to food banks, uh, people uh, on, on, on several blogs, uh, children were saying to the, the children's uh, channel of the BBC, CBBC, that, uh, you know, they've had to be sleeping in, in extra jumpers, sleeping in jumpers to keep them warm during the, the, the cold months that we've just passed by, fortunately. Uh, they've also talked about their pocket money being cut or just reduced altogether. And, you know, if you can't afford to give your, your children a couple of pounds a week for pocket money, then something is, is really seriously wrong. Now, obviously, this doesn't affect everybody. But, you know, even the middle classes are, you know, tight in their belts. I mean, we saw that, that $50 billion was wiped off the, the FANG member, the FANG share member, Netflix. You know, one of the, the big five of, of the, the stock market. $50 billion was wiped off. That their share price tumbled 35% following the announcement that in the first quarter of 2022, they lost, listen to this, 200,000 subscribers. And, and it could be a million by the end of the year, some analysts are forecasting. Now, we know that, um, you know, they're planning to launch a cheaper service with ads and that sort of thing. Now, yeah, you could say, well, that's down to, to competition from Disney channels and other channels as well. But, you know, when you when you've got a a fee that's that's less than ten pounds a month in the UK, probably ten dollars less than ten dollars a month in in America, you know, and people want to get rid of that, then that's that's not a lot of money, is it, for the for the middle classes who can afford Netflix and and smart TVs? That's not a lot of money. It's not like Sky, Sky Sports and movies. 
So for them to cut that out, that, that, that there must be really seriously budgeting for them to cut out, you know, a ten dollar a month uh, subscription charge to Netflix. So, you know, normally something like that would just be forgotten, even if you're not using it, you wouldn't even think about it. But you can see that people are budgeting and, and tightening their belts, and so they should, because whatever the the organizations like the fed and the bank of england say about inflation being transitory or temporary don't believe that you've got to make your own economy your economy and do what you need to do to get through this because yes we're not in recession um as some people say you we're not in recession but you know the underlying uh the underlying economy the real economy in, in people's pockets i believe is in recession we're seeing lots of businesses fail and people not able to spend so much money because you know this last month Gas and electricity bills have, have gone up enormously. Um, you know, I, I had to ring up British Gas today and I said, I thought I'm on a fixed rate. They said, yes. Uh, and I said, so why has my uh, bill gone up? And he said, that's based on your consumption. But I said, on the back page, it says my consumption has gone down. So he just kept repeating and repeating. In the end, I said, look, you're not answering my question. So the guy from British Gas was an overseas call sensor, just hung up. Just a click, went hung up. And then I put the phone down and then it rang briefly for a second. I saw it, I thought, oh, they're calling me back. And then it cut off. So he will say, well, you know, I, the, the call got cut and I tried calling back, he didn't answer. But that's what, that's what they're doing, you know, this British gas and, and these call sensors. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I wasn't rude to him. I just said, look, you're not answering my question. You just keep regurgitating the same script. Anyway, that's another little rant there. Don't worry about that. But... Even though we're not in recession, the economy, I believe, is still in the winter season and we're in for tough times. So, you know, the winters don't last forever, but you've got to get through this. So as I've suggested in previous weeks, bulk buy non-perishable consumer goods um, as, a, as a hedge against inflation because the prices are going to go up. Now, you might think, well, if I go out and bulk buy, that's going to be a shortage for everyone else. But apparently that's not the case because uh, many, many people research this and they find that if stuff sells on the supermarket shelves at a higher rate, then they will order more. But if we wait and wait and wait and go and rush out and try and buy at the last minute when everybody knows there's going to be a shortage, then they've really run out then. There's nothing much they can do. And the food supply coming into the UK is on what's called a just-in-time delivery. So they've only got a few days ahead. They've only got a few days supply of food at any one time. So if anything is interrupted in that supply chain then you know we could be in trouble and we could be back to to rationing now what does rationing mean during the, the last world war the second world war uh, people in this country had ration cards and they could only buy so much of certain food items like you know meats and butter and sugar and that sort of thing they could only buy so much per week uh, but it, it was a problem you had to queue up and uh, you know and, and and you could only buy x amounts of stuff you couldn't uh, you know, even people who grew food on uh, allotments had had their, their their food seized and that sort of thing. So it was quite serious. Oil, the petrol was rationed as well. Um, the funny thing is that people actually lost weight during this period and were actually healthier than than when they just ate lots of food. But I, I'm not saying we want to get back to that. Uh, but it it could come, and I I really believe. I don't think we'll see rationing realistically in this country, but who knows? We, we, we didn't know what was going to happen in the last couple of years, so nothing would, would kind of surprise me. So you know, buckle down, tighten your belts, um, build your line of credit, watch your credit rating, and consider earning more cash on the side, doing, doing a sideline job. There are still plenty of jobs out there in the UK. 
You know, I was passing by pubs today, staff wanted, restaurant staff wanted, delivery van drivers, uh, and, and many other jobs, nursing, care work. There's plenty of jobs out there. So you, you can maybe consider getting a part-time job and earning a bit more money to, to, tie, to get you through this, to tide you over. And watch my video, the five inflation busting tips that I put up, I'll put a link up to that. Make the most of your money and resources. You know, learn how to get control and, and manage your money. And, you know, think about investing. Think about not leaving your money in the bank where it's earning nothing, but investing in uh, real assets that, that do go up in value during inflationary times. Now, I'm not your investment advisor. Um, you know, get help, take advice. If you're in debt, get help as well. Uh, don't, don't just bury your head in the sand. But, you know, you could take proactive steps to, to increase your wealth. During recessions, a lot of people do increase their wealth. They don't necessarily go down. Um, they, they, their wealth goes up, especially if you're you're wealthy and you, you own assets already. They tend to go up. It's like the saying, the old saying, the rich what gets richer and the poor what gets poorer. You know, and, and that, that's that's always true, unfortunately. So people do get wealthier during recessions. So what can you do about it? Okay. Now to help you through this, I'm I'm putting on a special free money masterclass next Wednesday, 7 p.m. And I'd invite you to join me in this class. It'll be an intimate, small gathering. It won't be like hundreds of people um, and, and you'll be able to interact and ask questions. So uh, that will be next Wednesday. It'll last about an hour or so. And, and I would call it the new way to build wealth, immediately get control of your finances and learn how to become financially free in the next 28 days. You could literally transform your life and turn it around in the next 28 days. So so I'll put a link up there to register. And, and in this, this live uh, broadcast, live masterclass, we're going to cover three main things, how to get control of your finances immediately, uh, how to uh, be financially free in 28 days, and how to start accumulating wealth. And remember, if you can't get control of your finances, then you can't do anything, can you? You know, your life is just in, in chaos. So that, that would be the first thing, just for, for that alone, this masterclass will be worth it. So, so please do register. I'm keeping it a small group, so seats will be limited. So register now, get your name down for it. It's absolutely free, there's no obligation. Come along, join it, and, and see me talking live and going through this, the, what you can do in much more depth than I can do on a short podcast. So thanks very much for listening. Do register for that free masterclass next Wednesday, 7 p.m. That's UK time, British summer time. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 